NFL Nation, we are back. Coming off a pretty good week. Uh, welcome to week four, and now things start to get interesting. Now we we know who these teams are. We're starting to get a sense of um, what teams can't cover tight ends, what teams can't stop the run, where we really want to target and look for things. So we're just starting to get enough data where we can really get into a, a real groove, almost, almost into midseason form. Before we dive into this, we do a little recap. I told you last week the Colts were going to win the game. They came through for me on the last play of the game, but they did it nonetheless. Uh, great week for me. I hit a big parlay. For those of you who follow us on Twitter, you probably saw it. Dave, how did you do this weekend? You know, a lot of the betting was good. I'll be honest, the DFS wasn't great. Some of my key plays, I thought, and and it's I'm done in Soldier Field. I'm just telling you guys that now. Um, David Montgomery, I thought was good, just like I thought my man early in the season from the Niners, Eli Mitchell was. But that's Fields taking two out of play for me, so um, hard to come back from that. But I did have a couple other really good, solid plays, and the betting market, like I said, was really good. I love yeah, it. listen, uh, I survived. I swapped out of the Chiefs pretty late. Went with the Vikings, and it wasn't an easy game, but I was on the right side of that, so I'm happy about that. Broke even in DFS. Anytime you can break even in DFS, I consider that a positive week. But, Joel, you kind of buried the lead here, man. It wasn't a, a, a big parlay. It was a effing monster parlay, man. You put out 100 bucks, you used the odd boost, and you won $10,000 on a parlay. So let's just you know, really give you a round of applause, man, for, for that. Um, betting markets has been good to me. Hit some props. Got the Ravens. It looked like I, I was asking people all week. I'm like, is this a sucker's play? Because the Ravens just look like a better team than the Patriots offensively. And I said, screw it. No matter what, I'm going with them. And I also went with the Rams against the Cardinals. I just feel like those two teams were really good. Lined up well. Cardinals, not a good team. Patriots, a decent team. Great coaching. But I took those two bets. We're happy about that. And now we're in week four, man. Like you said. You've got some um, DFS analytics behind us now. Some betting markets will open up. And like you also said, Survivor should be easier this week. But I, I want to make sure I'm knocking on some wood because it's always scary. I'm in a pretty big pool. Still alive. So I'm happy about that, man. I love it. I love it. And listen, end of the day, uh, we were we were pretty hot last week on our picks for betting. Our DFS picks were a mixed bet. We had some really good plays, you know. Uh, Dave drafted Russell Gage, who, who went off. It was a really good pick. Uh, you know, I was on Carolina defense, which was a good Great. pick. So we're, we're finding those W's where we get them. We're going to get back at it this week. I think this week tees up a little bit better in terms of games to target and matchup. So well fun drafting and putting those plays out there. Um, so oh, before, you, before you go, I've got a question for you. Who's a worst quarterback in the league right now, Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston? <laughs> So in terms you of know, action, the week was Carolina. <laughs> I, I they just yeah, but I'm not going to say Baker outplayed him. So Baker's bad, really bad, and you can't really play him in fantasy ever because they just don't have enough talent. But at least like Jameis is bad. He's going to throw a lot of turnovers, and like you want to play the defense against him a lot. But Jameis can also put up the 300 and some touchdowns. So like for fantasy purposes, there'll be weeks where Jameis will be still be relevant. Because real re real life though, who who's worse in real life? Oh, man. Jameis. I hope I'm not stuck with either of them in real life. I think at least Jameis has the talent. Like, like, how do you screw up Christian McCaffrey, A, and then how do you screw up DJ Moore, who's supposed to be a talent out there? 
I don't know. I think it's Baker's fault. Sam Darnold probably looked better. Uh, whoever the quarterback was last year for some time was better. Anybody's better. Bridgewater better. It's it's a shit show yeah. in Carolina. They should not be winning games. They luck box them, themselves into a game. You want to throw Russell Wilson on that list too? Everybody oh. say that's an easy choice, but he's pretty bad too. And what he's actually worse at is not only like the gameplay, but like he put out another commercial today for like Chipotle. And that shit was terrible. Like, this guy is just like, stick to football, get off of social media, get your game right, and then go have fun later, man. The guy is terrible all around. Yo, TikTok video he did last week, I cringed, man. It's There's bad. one this week that's worse. This Chamole commercial looks like he's, like, potentially like a serial killer. That's how no. bad it was. It was it was. It was awful, man. Awful, awful, awful. The shame of it is with Russell is that they had a talented team too. Like, yeah, they really should. Like, if he was playing decent, I mean, and some of it's coaching too. I think I don't want to put it all on him. Their coach looked pretty pathetic, but yeah, he's, they put it together. He's just as bad as Russell. Yeah. yeah, Hackett's horrible, horrible. Let's get oh. into Thursday night though, real quick. Um, line looks fishy to me, Dave. You're even though Joe's winning all the money, still consider you a betting expert as well. Miami plus four seems too easy. The yeah. Bengals are hurt offensively. They can't really move the ball. Joe Mixing, he's kind of like similar to Soldier Field. He's dead to me. Just that offensive line is terrible. Miami playing really good ball. Um, shocked to say it. Plus four seems like too many points for the better team here, no? It, it does. I think a little of this has some Tua insurance built in um, because I think if we knew he was full healthy – um, you know, there, I, I'm still convinced he had some concussion. Dude, like, definitely had a concussion. I don't yeah, know how no, he came back on the field. That was like the most shocking. They, they say it's his back. Bullshit. You don't stumble to your face because of your back, bro. No way. I, I know. So I do think a little bit of that's built in. Let's also look at what Miami's been through. I mean, seriously, they had to go through Buffalo in that 99 degree heat. They had to battle with that tremendous Baltimore game. And then they had the rivals, New England, early on. They've been through kind of a gauntlet. Um, where, on the other hand, Cincinnati, listen to who they've had to face. Cooper Rush, Joe Flacco, and in – what was it, week one? Who was the sub in that week? Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky, yeah. And yeah. I, I think, you know, I think the line says Cincy. It, it, it really does, even though I think the better team is Miami. Joel, you on my side or you're on Dave's side here? I'm with I'm with the Tua question mark. I think if, if you get a fully healthy Tua, I think I like Miami, but I don't know what we're getting with Tua until I know that. If, if Tua even plays banged up, I think I would go on the Cincy side. Okay. All right. And Buffalo yeah, dominated that game. I mean, Allen threw for 400. Um, they just got back to their sloppy ways of what they did last year, losing close games. I think they were one in three in games decided by five points or less last year. And then, they, you know, they win games big. They lose close games, and we all remember the KC game. So, I still think they were the better team last week against Miami. Miami got lucky. I don't know about lucky. I was kind of shocked to see that uh, two were like consoling Josh Allen. I definitely did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did not see that coming when the season started. But Joe, anything you like about you know this Thursday night matchup? Anything that you're eyeing from a a prop perspective, a betting perspective? Are you just locked in on the Sunday slate? So for for Thursday night, I think the the it's really just Tua. I think uh, you know if Tua is healthy, if we get reports that he's practicing and he's looking good to go, then I think these Miami receivers are gonna have a big day on uh, on Cincinnati here. I think this is an explosive team. They got two Pro Bowl receivers. 
Tua seems to be, you know, passing it well. So I really like this Miami team. Like you said, I think they're going to be really dangerous. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is already talking trash. He's got Eli Apple's uh, yes. number called. He's already calling him out. So, look, the Waddle prop, we have our player prop model over on the Sharp app, also on WindailySports.com. It is liking Waddle. Seeing a prize picks prop right now at 65 and a half. We have him projected for 74. That number may move up as well, depending on what goes down in the next couple of days. But, Joe, if you're ready to go, man, we can hop right into the, dry, the draft cast, get this thing cooking. Let me pull everything up here. And, uh, Dave, clear out these uh, not-so-great lineups from last week. Uh, I think you got the de facto win just by not having uh, Joe Flacco in your lineup or any other crazy plays that we all had. Uh, There's a lot of landmines. It was a low-scoring you know, week. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, really, with a couple of my plays. The, the Dorch and Hardman play late. Just kind of squeeze them in for value. Matt Collins, you know, we were all on him by the end of the week, yeah. but I don't think anybody had him in their lineups. If you had Matt Collins in your lineup in this draft cast, probably would have won all, all the money here. So, Dave, you, you get the first pick or you get to decide where you want to pick from. So let's see where we're at. I, I I mean, two out of three weeks ain't bad, but I've been first and third when I won, not good in the second spot. So I'm going to go to third. I'm going to let you guys pave the way for me. I'll, I'll give Joel first pick and Jay second pick. I don't want you getting confused, Jay. When I put yeah, you I want to be in the middle, man. Give me the middle <laughs> spot all day, every day. All right, interesting. I wasn't, I was not expecting to get the first pick curveball, but I will. I can pivot and I can be quick. Uh, and I am going to go with Stefan Diggs. Nice. So, the reason for that is I don't think what we've seen so far is Baltimore secondary is atrocious. Like they were last year. They can't stop anybody. And so if the Bills are going to go out, I mean, if the um, if the Bills are going to play the the Ravens, the one thing we know about Baltimore is they're pretty good stuff in the run. So it's a funnel defense. You got to go to the air. And, you know, if Buffalo's going to the air, you know where they're going to. Yeah, if you can rewind the show 15 seconds and just put Josh Allen as my quarterback, we pretty much have the same reasoning here. Look, quarterback's a little bit tough this week, um, the way the slate's been breaking down. You have a couple guys up top, um, but I want Josh Allen in my lineup. I don't think the price difference really affects things. Baltimore's defense, every single team is lighting them up. So Allen to Diggs, Allen to Gabe Davis. Got to check some injuries on certain players here, but – Allen should be good for let's let's call it 25-30 in this matchup. Oh, I like it. You guys kind of went with my strategy last week. Those two are just even like in a bad week or not so good week, Allen still sits there and puts up the second most quarterback points. You know, uh, a guy that just account for only two touchdowns, Buffalo only account for 19 points, still puts up 30. So uh, yeah. you, you're right. I think in a projected shootout, those two are just prime plays. And I love it. Um, but you know, I'm also going to step on the, uh, a, a prime offense and you guys left them for me and he worked out for you last week, Jay, but he didn't really run the ball a ton. I think Jalen Hurts is in play this week, averaging 30 points on DK. Um, Jacksonville comes in with a very respected defense. And for that reason, I think we could get some low ownership on Hurts. Maybe not as high as he's been in the past few weeks. A lot of Jacksonville love. I think Hertz has another good game. I think it's with his legs this week. Um, you got to choose versus the Eagles what you're going to do. 
shut down the running game or shut down the passing game. Probably can't do both. So um, I like Hurts this week. All right, man. Double up. Let's see what you got next. Yeah, and I, I'm not ready to, to double stack yet. Um, you know, there's a lot of good value out there. I'm looking at one game in particular here, and I'm trying to decide if this is worth it or not. And I think I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. I think it's the first time we used them this year. I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we talked about a little bit how Baker is hurting his value, but in the end, this Arizona D pretty bad right now they've been decent against the run but um the past they're 30th so i think we can get some value in the passing game for once with mccaffrey this week i think he's good value at 8700 yeah i'm gonna go uh somewhat chalky here stack these uh top end guys i think they're gonna go off the board pretty quick here play a little strategy here i'm going with saquon um best running back in the game right now best running back so far through three weeks um the offense rolls to saquon they have no wide receivers left. Kenny Galladay is just terrible. Um, Shepard gets hurt. Wandell was already hurt. I don't even know who they're going to line up there, but they're going to have to feed Saquon the ball all downs, every down. So I think Barkley is going to be in a prime spot to smash again. I'm needing a value, so I'm going to have to go with some value spots. But running back right now looks a little tough, you know, in that top range. So I'm going to go with some safety here. The fact that Barkley is still cheaper than McCaffrey, cheaper than Derrick Henry, I'll take that to the bank. I like it. I love it. And I'm going to go right here, back to back. I'm going to go with my, my both of my value running backs. One's going to be pretty risky. Uh, and one I really like. The first pick is going to be Damian Pierce. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's shown that they're really getting him involved. They're featuring him. They're starting to feature him in this offense. He's pretty cheap for, for the amount of carries he's going to get. And, you know, this – this uh, even though they look like a solid defense, this Chargers defense does not like to stop the run, right? That you can run on it. That way to beat them is on the ground. So that's what Houston's going to do. They're going to establish that ground game. So I like Pierce here at 5,600. And I'm going to pair him with the, the riskier play. It's going to be Khalil Herbert on the, on the Bears. They're playing my Giants in New York. But Khalil Herbert looked great last week. They had 20 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns. I have to imagine – it's his job now, right? Like that's the rest that I guess he could still seed some carries to Montgomery if he's healthy. But uh, Khalil Herbert looked great. Uh, and I think if it's his job and he's the bell cow, that price is too low. Yeah, good pick. And, and now you're stinging me more with my Montgomery. He was in for a big week last week. <laughs> you had the right position, just the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. Darn fake field. All right, Jay, you're up. I'm going to go with um, C.D. Lamb, um, just in the spot where you want to attack. Washington, terrible. You've seen what Philadelphia did. And really impressive about Philadelphia, even though I'm talking about C.D. Lamb now, is if you drafted any Eagles player, you know, through three weeks, you've paid off fantasy value, you know, from a season-long perspective. Jalen Hurts smashing each running back or having their day. Devontae going bonkers, Goddard's getting his, A.J. Brown's getting his. And I think whether it's Dak or Cooper Rush, I think CeeDee Lamb at 6,700, who's the prime focus of this offense, could have had two touchdowns on Monday night, only got one. One was nice. The other one was a gimme, probably 50, 60-yard bomb that, you know, Cooper Rush is actually outperforming Dak to some extent. So I think CeeDee Lamb at 6,700 in a dream matchup is a nice way to go, you know, for, for week four. 
Yeah, they're banned. Washington looking DVOA. They're 28th against the pass. So um, talking about that, I'm, I'm attacking a team that's 31st against the pass, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and I'm going to go with St. Brown. Uh, he didn't have his best week last week, um, but, you know, a lot of that was based off um, him getting hurt. And I think the reports are all looking good. And still right now, it's sitting there, what's he, 7,700? I think he could be someone who is in line for a huge day against a bad Seattle secondary. Now, it's been a lot, so I'm kind of trying to decide if I go value here. But I think I'm going to stab one more um, expensive guy and then and then mix it up, and then I'll build everything around it. So that's my strategy here. And I will go A.J. Brown. It's been the Devontae Smith show the past few weeks. Um, I think it's A.J.'s turn to come back and dominate. He's still fourth in the league in receiving this year with over 300 yards. He actually has more receiving yards than the entire Chicago Bears team. So he's one of four receivers doing that. So I, I think there's good value this week in pairing him with Hertz. Now with the Giants here, I really don't want to play two Giants, but since I went expensive here, kind of have to go on these Giants. Look, with Sterling Shepard now out, Kadarius Tony may or may not play. That will change things. I do think Tony's in a good spot if he comes back and somehow makes it on the field. Um, Richie James also in a good spot at 4K. He's probably the safest of these wide receivers, as crazy as that sounds. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Galladay in week four. But let me go with the cheapest guy, David Sills. Um, the only guy that I think the coaching staff doesn't hate at this point at 3K. <laughs> um, I need value. He gets me 10 points. I paid up for a couple other spots. I don't like having two Giants in my lineup, but with how banged up they are, I will take it. Give me Sills, $3,000. Nice. He had a handful of targets last night. Yeah, I yeah, like he it. Did. He's only he's the only guy that they don't hate, and he might be wide receiver one because Gade is terrible, man. Like He just dropped wide open passes. He's talking trash. Probably the worst contract. This might be – you know, when it's all said and done, like close to the Bobby Bonilla Mets contract with Galladay, mm -hmm. it's like that bad um, where he does nothing good for the team. Um, so we'll see what happens. Sills might be wide receiver one for Daniel Jones offense. Not the greatest thing, but 3K, I think it can work. Uh, as a Giants fan, the one thing I'm hanging on to is while they had some really pathetic contracts right now, they did. I think they did draft pretty well recently. So I think in a couple of years, when all they get all, rid of all these bad contracts and these young guys start to come to be, they're gonna have all this money to spend. The Giants are gonna be a team to contend with. So give them two or two more years, and the Giants are gonna be in good shape. Uh, but for this week, um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, with my first pick here. I'm gonna take a tight end. I'm gonna go with David and Joku. Uh, he looked like he was their go-to guy last week. They gave him 10 targets. He caught nine balls. Uh, they got him really involved. And I think they're going to score points, right? I think I want to target this team in, in what looks to be a pretty fantasy-friendly matchup with this Atlanta team. doesn't look like they can stop much. Um, I'm, I'm totally okay with you targeting the running game in this game as well because, you know, Cleveland loves to run the ball. But for me, I'm going to go with Njoku at a pretty f fair price here at, at 3700 And then with my – I'm going to follow that up. We were talking about it uh, before the show started a little bit. Um, I'm going to play the defense that's got Baker Mayfield, who looks terrible. I'm going to go with Arizona defense. I mean, Baker Mayfield can't do anything. So you figure there's got to be a good chance that they get a, a turnover or something and getting them under 3K at a good, at a good price here as well. There you go. Um, let's stay in the shootout. 
Let's go with the the best receiver in the game right now, Mark Andrews. Uh, guy's been dominating, man. It's it's pretty crazy what he's been doing, just rumbling down the field, making nice grabs. Um, it's kind of like a backwards build here with Josh Allen, um, playing Josh Allen naked at this point, but going Mark Andrews at 7,100. The guy just smashes every week, man. Him and Lamar just doing their thing, and Duvernay's out there doing his thing, and Bateman's involved, but it's really the Mark Andrews show, so – Tight end's been sketchy outside of Njoku and a couple other players. Njoku looked great, great call at 3,700. But give me some safety, 7,100. Kind of building this more as a single entry. Make sure I make sure I beat Dave and Joel lineup than a, <laughs> a GPP lineup right now. So give me Andrews at 7,100. I like it. How can we go wrong? I can't believe nobody's used him yet this year. Um, so I think that's a well, great I guess that's thing. how it goes wrong. You just jinxed me, bro. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, all right, you guys have taken a, a lot of um good value, especially um two great targets at the tight end position. I'm gonna stick with a game stack here and I'm gonna go back to the guy that failed me last week, but I'm gonna go Evan Ingram going into last week's game. He he was targeted. An average of eight times per game. Um, last week, only had one catch for nine yards, but he did have a touchdown that they reversed um, that would have got us our value. So he's still getting some opportunities, 12 for 83 on the year. Um, at this point, 3,400 game. So I'll take Edmund Ingram as one of my value plays. And that leaves me with another here. And I'm, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Noah Brown. I just – yeah, you talked about it earlier, how bad Washington is on the back end here. Um, if it's not C.D. Lamb, Brown's getting the next amount of targets. Rush looks like a, a decent quarterback, can I say it? Um, and I think he's going to get Brown at least six, seven targets, upwards of 10 is a, is a potential here in that game. I like that play. I, I need safety. I need some uh, some discounts on the board. I know they're a bad team overall, but the matchup is good for them defensively against Pittsburgh. So give me a – wait, hold up. I don't know if I want to. Hold on. I was going to go with the Jets here, but they're, they're kind of terrible at the same time. So it kind of worries me. And I know our guy Sticks was uh, talking about playing some Trubisky here. Um, so could be a bad spot. But, no, you know what? I'll stay with the Jets here. Hopefully they get a turnover off Trubisky. 2.6. I need value with the way I built – Anything over five points, I'm happy with. If they get lucky with Trubisky uh, turning the ball over, uh, I can pay off a nice little salary here. Cardinals definitely the better play at 2,800, but give me the Jets. Trubisky is not that elusive or that talented to really break a slate on me, I don't think. But I know Sticks likes him, so it's kind of scary to go against Sticks, but at 2,600, got to take some chances. Yeah, I mean, they're 32nd past DVOA, so I can see why Sticks might like Pittsburgh in this matchup. But like you said, Five to eight points, you're in good shape. Yep. All right, Joel, you for two. Well, that brings on me. All right. So, all right, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to have to get creative in, in my salary savings, but I'm going to go. It just seems like too too much of a smash play to pass up here on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is still the best running back in the NFL. This looks like a smash opportunity, what we've seen thus far. Um, Tennessee's defense has been burned by running backs all year. Uh, and I think, you know, this Colts offense wants to get him the rock. So I know you're, you got to pay up for him, but this, I think he's due. You know, this is a guy who could finish the year as, you know, should probably finish the year as the number one back in the league. And this looks like a spot where he can go off in a big way. 
And then for my second pick here, I'm going to go with the what looks to be, I'm hoping, the new number one receiver on the Green Bay Packers in Romeo Dubes. Yeah. He the ball a bunch lot yesterday uh, or this weekend. Uh, if he's the number one guy in Aaron Rodgers' offense, you know, he's going to be a problem at this price that we're getting him. This is uh, – even against a New England team, this is a great, this is a great number. I love it. I, I wrote down Dubes or Brown, and I was on the fence at either one where I wanted to go. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Good pick. Let me go with Devin Singletary kind of stacking his games. I got Allen and Singletary together with Mark Andrews stacking the game up. Singletary caught a bunch of passes. Hopefully that continues uh, in week four. He's getting the goal line work. He's involved everywhere in this offense. And like I said, for him to be getting – 11 targets last week. I'm not saying that's going to happen again this week, but each week he's got at least two to four targets. You know, 11 in his last one, caught for 78 yards. So if Baltimore keeps this game close or somehow takes the lead, gets some dump offs to Singletary, running back's rough, man. It really doesn't look anything great in this mid-range. So I'm going to go with a guy in one of the highest scoring offenses in the highest game script, uh, potentially at 5.9. Play the safety again. I'm just trying to beat two people. Contest selection is is key to this. So I want you know some points. I got my studs, um, and I need value spots next. So gonna need some time on the clock here. My last two picks. All right, I like the pick. I'm gonna add in a you know this is scary. I get it, but it's a tight end from the Patriots, and understanding that Mac Jones is out probably gives some pause for concern. But there's also good news with Henry. Um, he's playing a ton of snaps. He's playing about 67% of the snaps for the Patriots. And when you get in a situation with a, a younger QB, um, their safety blanket is normally a tight end. In a game that I do expect there to be some margin to and some passing, I'm banking on some maybe garbage points here at the 2,900 value. Um, only three reception on the year. It doesn't sound like that should continue, right? I mean, he's better than that. Um, it's going to take someone else to get on the ball, and I think that happens this week. I think 2,900 is a good play for Henry in a game where they have to pass. All right. Yeah. You got a second pick here? I do, and that's where I'm on the fence if I'm spending the, the 27, but I think I'm going to. Um, yeah, let me do it. I'm going to go and play the Chicago Bears defense here against Danny Dimes. I know they're on the road, um, but the guy, I think, was under pressure, I want to say, 32 times last – something absurd. It was the most in his career. You saw every single Dallas defender in the backfield. The Giants still haven't figured out that offensive line. Um, I think the Bears can create some pressure like you, Jay. I'm just shooting for an eight-point target here, and I think we can get that against the Giants. You didn't think you should go for a receiver named Brown? Yeah, you know, I didn't even see that. <laughs> I like it. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> Let me guys just – I know it's early on, on a Tuesday here. Have we heard any reports from Dawson Knox at this point? Is he good to go? Is he limited at this point? What's your thoughts, Joel? Have you heard anything on him? From what I – it seems like he's hurt but playing is what I've read so far. But we'll, we'll see closer to Sunday. But as of now, it looks like he's going to try and play. All right. As long as I have an option to uh, remove this guy out of my lineup, like Sia said, I'll send a tweet out on Saturday night. Dawson Knox, 3,800. Now I got my awkward-looking stack with Dawson Knox, Singletary, and Allen, but I do have Mark Andrews running the back. So I need salary saving. Dawson Knox, 3,800. Let him catch a touchdown. Let him catch four or five passes for 50 yards and uh, hopefully uh, finds the end zone. 
I love it. I love it. Well, for the same reasons that you took, uh, Dave, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. I think they're in a they're in a great spot this week to have a big day. Uh, so I like this Lions offense. And, you know, they have a lot of good backs, but, you know, Swift might be hurt, so they might have to rely on the, air, the passing game even a little bit more. And then when I take Goff, I'm going to pa- pair him with one of his receivers. I'm, I'm going to go with Reynolds. Um, Reynolds had 10 targets last week. I know Amon Ross Brown was a little bit banged up, so maybe he got some more looks. But going off the guy who got 10 targets, you know, I think it, it's a kind of a crapshoot, you know, who they're going to go to between Shark. I'm going to use Amon Ross Brown as the number one to play, but uh, I'm hoping maybe Reynolds is climbing up their, their depth chart. And if he gets targeted again this week, he can have a big day. All right. There you go, man. You, you made those picks happen too quick. I got 4,500. Um, staring at the board right now for a player here. All I'm seeing is more Giants uh, players, which is not a good thing. But um, I, I would normally go Richie James here at $4,000, but I already got two Giants in there. Um, not going to go with Marvin Jones or A.J. Green, so I'm kind of stuck in a bad spot here. Uh, cash management was not a, a good thing here that I did. Um, let me get your guys' help here. Matt Collins had a, a monster game, but it looks like Renfro is going to be back this week. You guys assuming, right? I would assume. Uh, we, we won't know, but I think he's trending to come. I think so, too. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with Nico Collins here against the Chargers. Look, if the if the Jacks can throw on the Chargers here, and the Chargers dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side, I don't know what's with that, but they can never really stay healthy. So give me Nico Collins. Leads me to $5,000 left over. Uh, bad cash management on my own. Should either went cheaper or more expensive with a couple plays. Cause I got five thousand five hundred dollars left over, which is not terrible. But there's really nobody else in that wide receiver slot that I like. So my big dog's gonna have to carry me here. So give me um, Nico Collins four thousand to round out this lineup. All right, Nico Collins. Oh man, I I actually am the one. I thought I had five thousand left, and to leave myself with only four. That's the bottom of the barrel of running backs. At a running back, oof, that, that's kind of yeah. that, that that's kind of terrible, bro. Hey, <laughs> and I'm trying to look now. I definitely fumbled the ball on this Is there, one. Who can oh, fall I got into, Who can fall into the end zone at 4K? Let's see. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to just roll the dice <laughs> on this one. But um, you know, Joel talked about it earlier. At least he has a touchdown this year. Uh, Xander Horvath. Um, Who the hell is that? You got Justice Hill. He's got a couple of runs yesterday. (laughs) He was the first touchdown scorer on that Thursday night game, I think, at like 20-something to one. It was ridiculous. So um, it's ridiculous that I left myself with that. But that's all right. I I can get zero in in some weeks and still maybe win. I just got beat two. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. But, uh, Joe, let's talk about our stacks, man. We, We got some lineups. We were messing around, building some lineups on a Tuesday. As far as stacks go, as far as injuries go, Saints, Vikings, look, the Saints can't score. Um, that game is in London, so it's not even on the main slate. Don't really got to worry about that. Chargers, Texans, any love, you know, for Herbert with Keenan Allen back to kind of right the ship here another week of rest? Do you like them potentially as a stack? You know, I think right now I want to wait and see that Herbert's healthy. Because uh, obviously, when he's not healthy, he hasn't. He didn't look like himself. Uh, now, this Texans matchup is really beatable, right? It's a good matchup, and if they if there's news that comes out that says 
Herbert's 100%, then yes, I'll be on them and I'll be stacking them. But I need to hear that news before I, I target Herbert this week. Hey, yeah, one one player we didn't mention that I think should be in most lineups here is Jamal Williams, 6,100. As long as Swift is out, which is looking like it's going to be, um, Williams at 6,100, probably one of the best values to the board at the running back position. Um, Lions in a good spot with Amon Ra. Hawkinson, 4.1, makes sense. Dave, Eagles, um, is this a game that you're looking to stack up here? Lawrence has been better than most people would have thought. The Eagles have been great, you know, perfect at this point. Are they in for a potential stack against the Jaguars? Yeah, I do. I really think so. Um, I go back, you know, take out what you saw because it's Matt Ryan and the Jags shut him down. Take out what you saw last week with Herbert because rib cartilage, broken rib cartilage hurts, right, and sucks. And go back to the real one game where they face a decent quarterback, and he's really not decent, but better than those two, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz threw for four touchdowns against this defense. Um, I do think this is a potential high-scoring game stack type of game. So I, I do like the Eagles in this one. And I do think you can get away with stacking multiple players here. So Jacksonville wasn't great against the run in the past, too. So I think it, we could get back to Miles Sanders' game, too. So my suggestion, decide which way you want to go. If you want Hurts in the running game, I'm good with it. Hurts in the passing game. Just don't mix the running and passing game. Pick one or the other. Sounds good. Now, hey, Joel, I, I know – I know. Uh, all right, go, go, um, go. We got some questions in the comments. I just wanted to answer one of them. Okay. Um, Clamped EZ is asking about a trade offer, and I'll throw it to you guys. He's getting Aaron Jones for Kareem Hunt and Gabe Davis. Should he accept? Um, for me, that's a no. I think there's too much value in Aaron Jones. Um, you need to win with fantasy with bell cows. I think I he's, he's getting better. he's getting Aaron Jones. If he's getting oh, Aaron I Jones, I'm in. yeah, I would say yeah. take Aaron Jones and run. Mm -hmm. Run your thoughts, Joel. I'm uh, mostly with you. My only kind of the only reason I wouldn't do that trade is if uh, you already have good running backs because Gabriel Davis is good too. So if you need receivers, then maybe maybe that's not the best play. But if you need a running back, then that's a no brainer. Yeah, Joel, I was going to ask you, um, Jet Steelers, I know Sticks is going to be on Mitch Trubisky somehow, some way, and this passing game. But I wanted to ask you about the Cleveland Browns, Atlanta Falcons. I actually stacked Mariota um, with London and Kyle Pitts in my main lineup on Sunday. worked out well. Um, but I never, ever, ever, ever play Cordero Patterson. Hmm. How good – like, this guy's actually good. Like, there's like a – there's – there's at a certain point, like, I'm going to have to, like, for a year now, like, I haven't played him. I laugh at everybody playing him who's winning all the money. And then he goes out there week after week, and nobody plays him. His price never really goes up, and he smashes. Now this offense is, like, productive, Mariota productive. Um, I don't think anybody drafted Nick Chubb, who's also in a great spot. He's been playing well. What's your thoughts on this Browns-Falcons game? I think it's an interesting spot. I did. I didn't. We no one drafted Chubb, but I did mention that you want to target this this Falcons defense. The running game is certainly in play. Like I took Njoku just because I wanted some exposure to the to the Browns offense. Uh, but I think anyone on the Browns really can be in play because this Atlanta team doesn't look like they can stop much. But the other side, ball, you're right. I think the athleticism of Mariota is really also going to help. Um, the running game, right? Because it's not now there's not just one person to respect. Now there's multiple guys in that backfield defense have to respect, which is going to make things, you know, open up the field even more. So, uh, and let's not forget, you know, they don't just run the ball, they'll throw the ball to the backside of the backfield. So, 
Um, I actually think this game, you know, it's matchup specific. I'm not going to be playing um, Patterson against any defense. And this is one that's a, a step up, right? It's not quite as weak of a defense as they played last week. But I still think he's a good player and he's in play. All right, uh, Dave, this is your division. NFC East, Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard. I was kind of itching to play maybe Zeke and Pollard. I think they're both valuable um, depending on who falls in the end zone more times. CeeDee Lamb, good value, 6.7. We might get Michael Gallup back. I saw him running some routes. If Gallup plays, how much does that affect the Noah Brown, the CeeDee Lamb? Dalton Schultz was also out last week or two days ago or yesterday, whatever day it is. Um, how much does that muddy the water for these Cowboys? I picked Lamb, but, you know, Gallup and Dalton Schultz are, are knocking on the door for targets here. Yeah, I think if anything, it might take, you know, a little off Noah, but more off CD. And the only reason I say that is because Rush and Noah Brown came up together on the practice squad. Then Rush gets cut. He's got a lot of familiarity and a lot of confidence in Noah Brown. If you saw the slant down to the end zone, not open, throws it anyway because he knows Noah's going to get it. So I still think as long as Rush is the quarterback, um, there's good value in this passing game. And I still would rely on Brown. Gallup, good player, right? Marginally better than Brown for sure, but um, I think it could take some time to get back in. We saw this with receivers already. We saw what happened with a guy like in Tampa um, with Godwin. You know, you come back a little early, um, the rust is there, and then you could even, you know, re-aggravate it. So I, I'd be careful with Gallup this week. Joel, last question I'll ask you. The ownership of this Baltimore-Buffalo game is going to be through the roof. Like Diggs, Jackson, Josh Allen, name your guys, Mark Andrews. We got a lot of them in our lineups. It's going to be the highest owned stack of the entire slate. Are you fading it? Are you going over the market on there? And then who are you prioritizing from a quarterback perspective between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen? And then how do you rank out these pass catchers and running backs for both teams? So I'm not going to fade it, but if you're playing multiple lineups and, and you're playing GPPs, it's certainly worth having at least some of your lineups fading it because you're right. It's going to be rare. It'll be unique. And if it doesn't, because let's not forget, while Baltimore really is terrible stopping the pass, they have a decent run D. I mean, and Buffalo does have a good D. There is a possibility that this game isn't, isn't as explosive as everyone thinks. I think it's going to be, but there is that possibility, and that's a strategy for GPPs that can get you a big edge. Uh, however... I will be targeting this game because it does seem like it's going to be explosive. I love digs. I love everyone, all the pass catchers on the bill set. I actually will, I will go less toward the running game and more towards Davis digs, even Knox if he's healthy, McKenzie's in play. And the same goes on the other side. I think it's going to be tough to run the ball on this Buffalo D and they had a lot of injuries in their secondary. So if they're still banged up in the secondary, same goes, I think Andrews is going to feast. If you want to get sneaky, I think their backup tight end, Isaiah Likely, who's been getting a lot of looks, could be a fun, sneaky, cheap option to get some exposure to this game. Uh, and then, of course, the regular, the regulars, right, with Bateman and uh, and even Duvernay, if you if you want to go there as well. Yeah, quick question. Yvonne has one for us. What do you guys think of trading Mike Evans and Antonio Gamp Gibson to get Diggs? I probably yeah. go out there and get Diggs if you can, man. Like, yes, it don't matter. He's he's the prime guy in this in this offense. Evans, great player. Gibson, overrated. And Robertson is coming back sometime. He was on the field running, um, so he might be back sooner than later. So if it's, it's pretty much Evans for Diggs, and I'll take that any day of the week. 
Um, even though Evans could be in a bright spot with Tom Brady because they need some wide receiver help there. But I, I lean getting digs. Um, quick, 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 quick survivor picks. You guys helped me out last week. Uh, Joe, you, you kind of nailed it off air before we came on. Green Bay is going against Brian Hoyer. Uh, they couldn't really score with Mac Jones back there. They're coming in as a 10-point favorite. Is that the clear cut? Let's go with Green Bay after he beats Tom Brady. Now he comes back and beats Belichick in the following week. Is this the easy one? I think this is a no-brainer pick. I think the only issue, not real issue, but I think it's they're going to ninety percent of the picks are going to be on Green Bay this week. I mean, every it's just an obvious play. Dave, if we're not going Green Bay, or say somebody out there already used Green Bay, um, probably a good time to go with the Eagles or the Jaguars. Scare you a bit? Is there another team out there that you think? is in a prime spot. If you didn't take the Chargers last week, maybe you go to Chargers this week. Maybe the Dolphins. Who else do you like if it's not um, the Packers? Yeah, and this isn't Homer talk, but it is the Eagles, and a lot of it is based upon Jacksonville's travel schedule. Um, they've been kind of Washington to Jacksonville, out west to L.A., back east to Philly. They, they're on the move a lot, uh, and this is an emotional game. Jacksonville's coach was the Eagles head coach uh, when they won the Super Bowl, Doug Peterson. So we saw what the Eagles got up for last week when Wentz was in town, nine sacks. So I, I feel like this is a better spot for the Eagles and a tough spot for Jacksonville. Two, two big emotional wins in a row. Um, but I also like the Lions a little bit. I, I, I think, you know, we're starting to learn that Dan Campbell has his team ready to play every single week. Not and in the fourth quarter, though. Remember not in the fourth. I agree with that. Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy how many games they should have won in the past two years well, and haven't won. It's nuts. I, and he gambles too much, right? I mean, he had an onside kick early in the Eagles game I hated. Last week, a fourth and one that, you know, should have just kicked the field goal. So um, he's still doing a little too much goofy stuff. So I'm, I, I hear you, but it's Geno Smith, man. I, I still think they can win this one and maybe even with margin. But it all revolves around Swift, like you were saying. Now, I will add this. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I think Geno Smith is good because I don't. But it was this last week and this – Lions defense is not good. So mm -hmm. they have some good pass catchers. And the point of it is for a guy who's going to be unowned uh, at the minimum price where you can really stuff in all these higher price guys. I actually think Gina Smith could be a, could be a dart throw GPP quarterback this week. Yep. He only has to get you two touchdowns and, you know, 270 yards and, and that'll do it. Joel, I, I lied. I'll ask, ask you one more question. Who's your buy low candidate? Cause a lot of people have been asking trade questions. Who's your buy low candidate that you might be looking at for trades, but also somebody that's going to be under on this week in DFS that you think could be the difference maker on like a million maker or a big GPP lineup. Somebody who hasn't looked good through three weeks, but you see the upside not only week four, but for the future of the year. I mean, it's an obvious one for me, right? It's the guy I drafted Jonathan Taylor. I mean, mm -hmm. he hasn't been what the Jonathan Taylor we thought he'd be so far. People are probably starting to get down on him, but I think this is a great spot for him to rebound and really go off. Dave, same question to you. Who is it? Can't be any Eagles because they're all looking no. pretty, yeah, pretty no. good right now. No, I, I mean, I still think, you know, it depends what you say about Derrick Henry because last week he did tend to, you know, uh, perform to his expectation. But I still think there's value in Derrick Henry this year. If you could get him for cheap, I think, you know, long term, just remember that division is really bad. Someone's going to win probably eight and nine, nine and eight. And um, Tennessee is going to at least be a factor, even though they're not great. Uh, so I like Henry. There you go, man. 
So that's hey, pretty much the show. You, you I want to just note one thing, Jay. I, I know we're talking Buffalo, Baltimore, and I know we're talking Eagles, Jacksonville. Just be careful of the weather this weekend, everyone. Hurricane Ian might be hitting up here, and it could make a complete mess on the East Coast. So just be careful. You know, you'll probably know that by Sunday, but if you're if you're west of the East Coast, you might not really realize how much rain could be coming. So keep an eye on that. So there's one more trade in here. I just traded Najee Harris and Pittman for Justin Jefferson, Kareem Hunt, and Kenneth Walker. How'd I do? Full PPR league. I think you nailed this. Uh, Jefferson over Pittman. Um, Kareem Hunt and Kenneth Walker. Walker looked good in his couple touches um, last week, and Najee Harris kind of on a downfall on a bad offense, potentially hurt. So you guys agree? Good trade on, on this guy's end? Yeah, for sure. I generally say if you're getting the best player in a fantasy trade, more often than not you're winning the trade. Especially yeah, in football with um, shallower lineups. So for me, Najee, it was a do not draft list for me, and, and I play in a lot of fantasy football leagues. There's just too much there. So for you to be able to get rid of them and turn in someone I would have picked in the top three or four, um, absolutely. I think it's a it's a home run. You could have done Najee and whoever the other was just for Jefferson. I thought you went. Dave, yeah. just so you know, 3-0 in our win daily league right now. So sitting pretty down. right now. What are you, 2-1 and one or 1-2? Two 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 one, two one. We don't match up this week, do we? Are we are we in this together yet or no? No, I don't think so. I got – um. I might have the guest team this week. The guest team? Oh, all right. Anybody we're looking to pick up this week or no? Because uh, I might need some pickups here. My, my team is uh, dying well, quickly. I don't want to – I have one that's in here, so maybe I shouldn't say it since it's sitting on the waiver. But hint, hint, it's someone that Joel drafted. So. <laughs> Romeo Dubs? Yeah. Yeah, Romeo Dubs no. out there no, on the waiver I wire. Have I have Oh, no Dubs? Will Herbert. No, it's now, Herbert. Actually, Herbert's already rostered. Mac Collins is available. It's in Joku. Romeo Dubs. In Joku. Um, oh, I see who it is. David Njoku. Yeah. He's down there. Tyler Conkins available. Zay Jones. Um, Trevor Lawrence, if you need a quarterback. Um, Richie James, kind of, I guess, interesting. Um, Craig Reynolds is being picked up. I guess he's the backup to Jamal Williams in Detroit. But, yeah, um, I think you nailed it. Njoku. In a great spot. I might try to get Romeo Dubs. Um, is there any future value in Matt Collins? After I have what he's Romeo. Done? Be easy. What? I got Romeo. Yeah, Not an oh, maybe I'm looking at the wrong league then. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, looking, to... I'm looking on the other sleeper team. All right. Yeah. Let's see who's available. Any value in Matt Collins, Joel, moving forward? Or is this just a – he's done it for two weeks. When Renfro was there, he still did it. And not saying he's more talented than Devontae, but – he made some tough catches, and he was involved. Where do you think he goes uh, moving forward? I mean, if you can get him for not, like, all your fab, he's worth a flyer. It's definitely worth going after. But I don't think he's going to end up being the number one receiver on this team. Right? I think, you know, that's going to more average out to Devontae. So I think you're buying his peak more than, you know, buying him on the rise. But, yeah, I mean, if you can get him for cheap or, he's you know, a couple bucks, it's worth it. But I wouldn't go all your fab for him. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Dave, anything you want to add? Joel, anything you want to add before we head out of here? No, man, just really that weather is something that concerns me because I just think we could find some game stacks that we might have to shift off of. And I really like where your guys' mind is at in that um, Atlanta game. I think that could be a, a key sneaky stack. So keep an eye on that one. I, I think in the Dome, that's a great spot. Yeah. Right. 
the biggest advice to if you're having trouble with the weather, look at the over unders on Sunday morning, Saturday night. Though it'll be adjusted for the weather, and then it'll tell you what games to target. Yeah, and make sure you check out the PJ Draftcast tomorrow. You guys have been nailing it with the college football shows on Friday. Tony will be doing a show for the Island games of Thursday night football, Sunday night football. We'll have our um, live stream Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Use promo code WINBIG at WINDAILYSPORTS.COM and lock in for free. Check out projection models, hop in our expert chat, um, optimizers, articles for every single positional breakdowns, every sport. NBA is right around the corner. NHL is right around the corner. And there's a thing called MLB still. Um, hopefully next week when we're having this show together, the Mets are, are winning the division still. If not, I'm going to be kind of angry about that because it's been kind of shitty the last couple. They keep on winning and the Braves keep on winning. It's like so unfair. Like we can't have our glory one time. Joe, your Yankees are looking pretty good, man. So they got the, the ship back on track. Um, and hopefully Aaron Judge uh, hits a home run one of these days, man. And he's kind of – I wouldn't call it slumping, but pressure is mounting to kind of hit that home run. So we'll see what happens there. Everybody, good luck this week. Um, be safe if you're down there in the Florida area with the hurricane, and be safe with your lineups too. And weather definitely affects um, play down there. So make sure you check out the weather, you know, going into Sunday slate. But we're out of here. Good luck for the rest of your week. Oh.